Welcome back to the Storyliner, the show where we turn story listeners into story makers. We're unfolding an ongoing storyline, one chapter at a time, one creator at a time. I'm Daniel Janoff, and this is an interview installment where we'll be talking with Christopher Barnes, a contributor to our most recent episode. Christopher is the owner and publisher of Grape Collective, an online magazine that publishes articles and video content about wine, which it sells through its e-commerce platform. It's also a brick-and-mortar store that showcases the site's narrative content alongside the wines for sale. I am far from an expert on wine or the business of selling wine, but narrative content seemed like both an unorthodox and ambitious way to sell wine. So I was looking forward to chatting with Christopher about how the idea for Grape Collective came about, how he arrived at the party scene that served as the centerpiece of his episode, and of course, Italian Bob and Domingo Domingo. So if someone walks by your wine shop without entering, they'd think, oh, you know, that's a looks like a nice liquor store. But, you know, your online brick and mortar stores are pretty unique in how they use content creation to market the wine. Can you tell us just a bit about how Grape Collective creates the content as part of the larger business? Yeah, so the idea behind Grape Collective was to create an online wine magazine that focused on narrative storytelling. So in the past, you had the wine spectator, the wine advocate, decanter, what I would call traditional wine media. And traditional wine media was very focused on scores and rating wines. And what we wanted to do was to build an online digital wine magazine that was modern in its approach in terms of using a lot of video, in terms of having kind of direct contact with the winemakers, but also very much focusing on narrative storytelling. So the party in Chinatown, it was tweaked a little bit, but even from the very first read, it was very rich, it was very vivid. I was wondering, was that based on anything in particular? Was that sort of a, was that just a fancy at the moment as you were typing? When I was in my younger years, I used to uh, frequent a, a number of eccentric uh, establishments, especially in London. So it sort of uh, reminded me of those days, and it, it, it seemed uh, kind of a nice segue from the, the, the prior scene where they uh, where I took over from, where they talked about going to a party. Yeah, I mean, we, we used to go to a lot of these like underground clubby parties when, when I lived in London uh, many years ago. So it's, some of it was kind of borrowed from that, and then some of it was borrowed from, you know, the experiences of being in New York and, and meeting uh, you know, the eccentric social people uh, in this city as well. I'm glad you mentioned that. Eccentric, eccentric social people. In the outro to the last episode, I promised our audience that I would ask you about the origins of Italian Bob and uh, Domingo Domingo. How'd those two come about? I think I was like drawing on a little bit of Martin Amos there. You know, it, it, it just seemed like someone you would bump into at one of these events. You know, this sort of um, over the top, or let's call it uh, Martin Amos meets Guy Ritchie, you know. Um, some one of these like quirky people that you just bump into in New York that's clearly like a part of the scene, you know, and uh, that, that would talk about tracksuits. And then, sort of speaking of those two, I thought you had some really funny moments in your submission. I mean, this story so far hasn't really been a comedy, probably some humorous moments, but the moments that you created that were full on funny, I thought those played really well and they didn't sort of fit with the rest of what had preceded it. Were you at all reluctant to go beyond just humor and into funny, or did it just feel right and you went with it? 
I just thought if you're going to write a character, they should just be fun. They should just be a little bit crazy, you know. And uh, I gave myself a block of time to write it. And I said, okay, I'm going to I'm going to finish this between this hour and this hour. And what came out was was what came out. So it's good to hear you say because that's exactly kind of what we're going for. It's like these hours. Let's just see where it goes. I also mentioned in the last episode that as we were reading your submission, we definitely started to feel an end of sorts coming. So there was these, there have been episodes that sort of, okay, this is leading towards something and okay, now we're starting to learn some things, some things are getting revealed. But as we read yours, we started to really see an end is, end of sorts of some kind is coming. As you were writing that submission, did you, or maybe when you're done with it, did you, did you sort of see an end, end in, in, in the horizon? The one thing that kind of struck me in terms of narrowing a funnel towards getting to an end was the cameras. Uh, the fact that he had this sort of expertise in, uh, in, in surveillance, that, that that was sort of a plot point that could lead you down a tunnel to some kind of conclusion. So um, I, thought that, I thought that that was probably the, the, the area that in terms of moving forward through the story had the most opportunity to uh, reach an end point and it kind of reminded me a little bit of the the movie with uh, Gene Hackman the um, I think it's called The Conversation where he's like a, a, a surveillance specialist oh yeah the Coppola film right yeah yeah, yeah. which is a brilliant movie yeah. and uh, and it's all about surveillance so for me that was like kind of the the, the, the theme um, that that probably had the most potential in terms of like delivering a uh, a substantial ending. Yeah, I, I in a previous episode we, I referenced just in joking Lost, you know, and I think that one of the downfalls of Lost is they kind of just kept pushing out new threads and new threads and new threads, and it wasn't until like the last eight episodes they were like, oh yeah, shit, we can we need to make something of all this stuff. And I've I've liked how people who have been sending up submissions they they're picking up the threads that are already there. And trying to bring them back in. And I think that's how you start feeling the end coming is, okay, some of the stuff is starting to pull together and, and make sense and things are getting revealed. So that's, it's heartening what we need to do it all in the last two episodes. So we are talking about the end of the story without saying what you think it is. Do you have an idea in your mind of how this might end? Is, do you think it's a happy ending? Is it a sad ending? Is it something in between? You know, I, I'm personally not a big one for big happy endings it just it it feels like if you write a happy ending you can't help but write a cliche unless you're really really good so I think you know there's got to be something unexpected and something fun and a little bit offbeat I mean that would be my my way of looking at it all right whoever whoever's listening that's that's what Chris is hoping for so bring bring it in kind of related uh, you've invested a lot. Of, you've invested. You've invested some time in this project now. Is it all weird knowing that the story you worked on moved toward, um, and you maybe have some sense of how it might end just for yourself? Is it weird knowing that it probably won't end the way you're you might be seeing because somebody else is indeed going to end it? Is that at all strange? There's something interesting and rewarding about a story evolving in different ways through different voices. And I don't have like a particular strong point of view and how it'll end. Um, I think there's certain themes that I think it would be kind of cool if they if they picked up and ran with them. But you know, the nice thing about this is that there is a, a an unexpected end that you have to look forward to. You, you and me both. If you could be a writer on any show, past or present, what would it be, 
and why? If I could be a writer on any show, I would say it would have to be Alan Partridge, which is a an English comedy starring Steve Coogan. That's right, Steve Coogan. He's, he's fantastic. And it's it's it is the the funniest thing you've ever seen in your entire life, and just so offbeat, so wonderful, so quirky, and the writing is genius. I feel like it's there's just a craziness about it. It's it's a structured craziness, and it's a little bit like Fawlty Towers, which I also think is is genius. But it's a sort of comedy that feels like so effortless, but is so on point, is so sharp. The characters are so well developed, and it's also I think importantly like completely unexpected. Like you just don't know what's happening. And it's fresh and original, and there's nothing else like it. You know, it lives as it lives as its own genre almost. Well, and you get to meet Steve Coogan. You get to meet Steve Coogan. I'm sure. I'm sure he's like the coolest man alive. He he, he sounds like he uh, he probably did a bit of partying in his day. Yeah, yeah. might have been at that party. Yeah. Thanks to Christopher Barnes for contributing to our sixth episode. If you're a fan of good wine or good stories, check out grapecollective.com. I cruised by the site today and noticed that there were fully 20 pages of videos about wine. 20 pages. Plus, it looks like they've got a sale going on too. We're hard at work putting the finishing touches on episode 7. So in the meantime, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can also write a review or share a link to the show. If you've been enjoying the show, but have been shy about submitting, all are great ways to contribute to furthering the story. Keep listening, keep typing, and we look forward to your submission. Music and sound design for our show were composed by Stefan Boblil. Logo and site were designed by The Apartment. This episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Look like an expert right from the start by making your website with Squarespace. Its award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to present your ideas online. Stand out with a professional website, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website.